Welcome to When Worldviews Collide. This is this is Barbara Holmes Brackett, and my trusty friend Carolyn is right here with me. And we're going to talk about the division of labor today. This is a very, very exciting. I say that all the time, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. I That's do. how you start. <laughs> I always start. I, well, you know, I guess you got to do it. You got to do what you got to do. The division of labor is an important part of the 12 master principles. It's one of them. And actually, number seven. And it ends up giving us engiftment and efficiency. I am in love with efficiency. Me too. I'm, I'm in love with engiftment also. So many times, and I think I mentioned this last time, so many times you'll see somebody come in and they, they're saying, oh, I want to be an accountant and maybe I've gone through the four years or five years now to be a CPA. But it's, you just know that you know that you know that that's not their calling. Mm. And it's so, it's so exciting to know that God shows us in the word of God, how to find out what your calling is. That is exciting. Isn't that yeah. exciting? Yeah. It, raising children. How much, how much is that going to excite you with your, your, your children That's... to be able to see yeah. the Bible tells us in numerous places that there are books that are written about us. Jesus fulfilled what was written in his book. Mm. What are we called to do that establishes kingdom, that he's called us specifically to accomplish for his kingdom? Mm. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important that we lead people to the Lord in order to see the kingdom. True. Because you don't want somebody who, who has a call for a specific purpose and that purpose not be fulfilled. I know the Lord is, he'll, he'll fix it, but his, his word says that he, I would, that none would perish, but would all come. Mm. And so that's, that's part of our job is to, is to, to see the gifting. So I'm going to let you know about the secret. Tell me. Do, do you want, do you want me to tell you, I'm going to ask you the question I asked you a few minutes ago, who was the first person ever mentioned in the Bible to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I did not know. You know, most people don't. Yeah? What? Well, yeah. Mo no, most people do not know. Okay. I've asked many people and they, most of them do not know. And, and they, but they'll guess and say, usually they'll guess and say someone who was a priest or one of the big wigs in the Old Testament. However, that's not the case. Okay. And you're going to be surprised. It's found at Exodus 30, 30 to 35. Okay. And do you know, he wasn't a priest at all. Who was he? His name is Bezalel. Okay. And he was a master craftsman. Wow. And he was a manufacturer. And he was skillful in all kinds of things. I'm going to read the scripture so you'll hear. But he was also a teacher. So isn't that interesting? The first person to ever said to be filled with the Holy Spirit was not a member of the clergy. Yeah. Yeah. That when the first time you find out about that, it's like, oh wow. That's astonishing. Actually. It is astonishing. Yeah. It is. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, "See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and has filled him with the Spirit of God." Mm. And that's the first time we see that phrase in the Word of God. He filled him with the Spirit of God. 
So the first thing, there are four C's for knowing what your calling and your purpose is. And the first one is that you are anointed by the Lord and have character. You are filled with the Holy Spirit and, as a, and you are someone who has a character that God can trust. And how important is that? So that really is important, isn't it? A character that God can trust. And then it says, and he filled him with this. He filled him with the spirit of God, comma, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge and with all craftsmanship. Mm. So he gave these these different skill sets to this man who was a worker right. and a manufacturer and a businessman and a teacher. And, and he gave, he, he filled him first with the Holy Spirit. So we see here that one of the re- ways you know what your calling and your purpose is, is by the skills that you have. Gerald Chester actually is the first I ever heard to give a teaching. And it was actually a, I think it was a 10 part, 10 teaching um, on, 10 part teaching on this whole process. And my fourth daughter and I were driving down to Virginia to a conference. And we listened to that on the way down. And that was almost as impactful, or maybe it was a slightly more impactful than the conference we were going to. Because she was at the point where she was making a decision in her life. And it's so, so incredibly important to look at the skill set God gave you. How many times do you talk to kids now and they want to be, they want to be a famous athlete or they want to be a musician? Mm. You, that's that's the thing I hear most. Well, if you fall over your own feet and you can't coordinate eye coordinate coordination with a bat and a ball, or with a with a basket ball and a basket, mm-hmm. or or with being able to move quickly and 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 kind of zigzag and be able to get to the goal in football, you probably shouldn't be thinking that you're going to be a very big NFL or whatever star because your skill set's not there. If you trip over your own feet, I could not do any of those things. (laughs) Couldn't do them when I was a kid. (laughs) Not, Not effectively. Yeah. And can't do them now. And... What about musicians? So th- those those are the things that I hear all the time. Mm. And a musician, if you can't remember in your head a tune that it's in your head, it's in it's in your being, then you are not called to be a musician professionally. Mm. Can you love music? Absolutely. Mm. But if you can't remember, if it's not part of your DNA to hear music or, or, and I have a client who's, who's a musician, really, he is a musician. Mm. And he said, I can be listening to music and hear uh, something that I am being given as a song Mm. or or a tune at the same time. I couldn't do that if my life depended on it. I couldn't either. No. So, okay. So we better stay in the professions we have, right? (laughs) We better. We better. (laughs) So that skill and intelligence and knowledge and craftsmanship. So there's four C's here. Your calling, mm-hmm. he was called. Mm-hmm. 
and your and your character. Mm. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He would allow the Holy Spirit to guide him and not get all messed up. And then his we've got calling, craftsmanship, character, and commissioning. Moses presented him and commissioned him to do his work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you see people trying to self-commission. Mm-hmm. You'll see people uh, people trying to put titles on themselves that have not been conferred on them by someone in authority over them. Mm-hmm. And that that doesn't bode well usually. It ends up getting heady Mm. because when you have a title of some sort there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that Mm. so all of these things were necessary for him to do what he was called to do to devise artistic designs to work in gold and silver and bronze in cutting stones for setting and carving wood for work in every skilled craft this is talking about Bezalel and he has inspired him to teach. It's important that we pass on what we have heard from God in order to do and pass that on to the next generation or to others. Mm. That's why I like to hire interns, mm. to be able to raise them up. So, and then it says about that, that there was Oliab, the son of Ashamic or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> of the tribe of Dan, he has filled him with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen or by a weaver or any sort of workman or skilled designer. And what, what God used them for was building all of the things for the temple mm. that, that for the, um, for the tabernacle that we're going to be needed. Mm. So God has God has a specific calling on each one of us. And he wants us to use that. Now as employers, it's very important to know what is the skill set of the person in front of you. Mm. Or to know your children's skill set. And then be able to, what is their calling? What's written in the book? And, and hedge them into that so that they can do what God has called them to do before the beginning of time. Mm. This is, again, part of the future causes the present. So that you that you do right now what you need to do so that you can become what God has called you to become for his purpose. Right. And you know what's awesome? That's mm-hmm. the thing that makes you happy. Wow. That's the thing that gives you happiness because you're doing what God has called you to do. Mm. And that's that's just so, so amazing to me. So what that does is it allows things to be efficient. If you're trying to put somebody in a position that's not their calling, they're not going to be able to get it. They can't flow. I was explaining to one of my granddaughters the other day that even in the in the in a workplace like an accounting firm there is a rhythm and a flow mm. to what is being done so if you stick to what your calling is 
it flows from you nicely mm. and it's not a whole lot of work. It doesn't mean you don't work long hours or, or work hard, mm. but it's not like you're toiling against something that is impossible. You don't feel like you're on, you know, mission impossible all the time. Right. So God is saying, I want you to be efficient. I want you to be able to produce as quickly as possible, but with excellence. Mm. I can remember hearing Mark Gorman years ago. God wants excellence. Mm. He doesn't want to be us to be mediocre and not be able to give anything to the culture around us. After all, we're called to produce the culture that's around us. So mm. he wants it excellent because God is excellent in all he does. So that's what he's asking of us. And he expects us to do that as we honor him. Mm. Mark was kind of funny. He said, he, some computer guy came in and says, what's your password? And he said, excellent. <laughs> and with that, we say goodbye for this time. Have a great day.